Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Looks like we're live, guys. Hi, this is David Jameson, doctor of natural medicine at Blue Lotus Healing Center. And all along since remember, we have an educational institute that trains holistic health practitioners. And one of our mantras is that we train holistic health practitioners, not theorists. Meaning when I, before I sign a diploma, the person has to demonstrate the ability to help people. It's not just courses where you hang a certificate on the wall, you actually learn how to help people. But I've got a lot of stuff to go over today. I'm also on Blog Talk Radio as Dr. Truth. And please, if you could share this right now, please share it with your followers or what are they called, friends? friends mm-hmm. and all that stuff please because it's really helping and we're trying to get all this information out we're trying to i'm trying to slow down my speech a little bit because i know i get going fast and we're going to try to give you more and more concrete information that you can use um i'm not going to give too much energy to the stuff that's going on out there right now i don't even like to say the word because that's what i'm going to talk about today is regarding, I want to go over some things regarding conditioning and programming and what's actually really happening in our minds right now and what's really happening out there. Uh, there's been some crazy information that's come out recently, and all I'm going to say about it is that the statistics don't match what the news is saying. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, so anyway, please share. Are we getting some shares? All right. Yeah, we are. All right. So here we go. I'm going to start off talking about a few things, and we have some questions that have come in from watchers and viewers. And as usual, it's not very well organized, and I may go in circles, but there's some very good information here. So first thing I want to do is tell you a few stories. One time, clinically, I was sitting in my office with a young lady, and she was complaining of migraines. And I said, well, one of the first things I do, not only clearing the lymphatic system and making sure the body is functioning correctly, I, I said, I would prefer you get checked out by a chiropractor. Because if there's something that's physical, something that's structural that's causing this, then we'll, we won't have to chase our tail. What if an adjustment takes care of it? We can go on to something else. We can go back, we can go to rejuvenation. And she said, no, I won't go. And I said, well, why is that? She said, well, my dad always said when I was little, that once you go, you always have to go, okay? Another thing I like to tell you about is people will say to me, oh, my God, so admirable and so honorable that you're a doctor of natural medicine, you know, because modern medicine, they give you a pill, it causes side effects. The next thing you know, you need another pill to counteract those side effects, and before you know it, you're on three, and you're not even addressing the causation. In fact, two weeks ago when I was getting my physical, and then, so they'll sit there and they'll talk about the things, how it does, the, the thing, uh, the portions that do not work, the system that does not work, but yet they still use it, okay? Another one is physicals, okay? So the allopathic model to disease, the way I understand it, 
If anyone's an allopathic person on there, you feel free to comment. You know, but they say that an asymptomatic being, meaning a being showing no symptoms, is healthy. Okay, so if you don't have any symptoms, and you, why do you need a physical? Okay, so then if there's no symptoms and they find something in the blood, they will still administer a chemical. So that, that, that totally goes against the theory that an asymptomatic being is, is healthy. If there's no symptoms, then even in their own model, it's the person is supposed to be healthy, correct? Then we get into medications. People will get the little brown bottle and they'll just take it. They don't even research it. They don't look, at, look it up or anything like that. They take it because the guy in the white coat wrote out the little piece of paper for them to take it. I could give someone a natural herb that you can find right in your yard and they'll question it over and over and over and they'll worry about it and they'll say it's causing this and it's causing that. But yet the conditioning from the, the societal conditioning shows that they can take this medication and not have to think about it and therefore they don't have to deal with it. Okay. So what, what am I getting at? And that has to do has to do with programming and conditioning and what we have in the universe is nothing more than series of vibrations frequencies and thought is a frequency so what we think and you guys there's a new buzzword neuroplasticity that's a thing going out there dr joe dispenza is a chiropractor brilliant he talks a lot about how conditioning and our thought process creates basically tracks in our brain and even yogananda would talk about how we get up in the morning we jump in our little car and we ride our tracks every day that's what we ride in our brain if we get kicked out of it we got to get pushed back in because that's comfortable because then we see the same tree we see the same car we see the same house and that's comfortable to us neuroplasticity is the, the movement or the uh, the ability to change that outcome which then changes your perception and actually changes your reality. So falling back on my two favorite subjects of multiple personality disorders and hypnotism, multiple personality disorders, you'll have a guy, let's say he's Jim and he's Bill. When he's Jim, he has, uh, he has to take insulin because he's diabetic. He's an alcoholic and he smokes. When he's Bill, he doesn't need insulin, he hates alcohol, and he, and he hates uh, cigarettes. Same exact human being, same organism, same cells, same everything, but the perception of themselves and the perception of reality has changed, so therefore the outcome has changed. So when we do certain things, we strive towards repeating something that's comfortable. And I've brought this up where runners get a runner's high and they, they're basically, they become addicted to running. And you can talk to runners that are breaking down physically, and they'll tell you, I'm, you know, it's basically an addiction. The same thing happens with the conditioning from the media, from social media, from TV. And then what's happening is there's a release of cortisol, and there's an addiction to that. So the neuroplasticity has changed into something that's more negative, and it's being repeated that way. So when that changes, the biology and the human being changes. So what I'm saying is that if you want to be happy and you want to be healthy and you want to experience great things in life, all you have to do is shift how you think. But that's the tricky thing. How? 
And it's not all you have to do. It's very difficult or everyone would be doing it. We wouldn't be in this mess that we're in if everyone would get out of their dad telling them not to go to a chiropractor, that way of thinking that this press must be correct and that this is really happening out there. And uh, what's being created is through our own vibratory nature. And an example is one of the a healing technique that we use is a bija mantra. And bija mantras date back thousands of years. Uh, what does it literally mean? Seed. And it's a metaphor for the origin or the cause of things. So it's a seed, a bija mantra, or something repetitive. So like we all know om. Om is like om, and it's considered the primordial first sound of the universe. The astronauts claim you can still hear it up, up in space, that there is a vibration that sounds like om up there, or more like om, A-U-M. But if your bija mantra right now is to hate a politician or be afraid of some sort of thing that's going to attack you, and if you repeat that bija mantra, you're going to get the outcome of that mantra. So a healing one that we could all use right now to help us clear our minds and feel better is sham, S-H-A-M. And that's a neuroplasticity technique to create something that's beneficial for the body and for the mind. So you carry out the ah, it's sham, like that. Now, when you do that, if you're watching right now, try one. Sham, S-H-A-M. Carry out the ah and the M. That what you're creating in the brain is a vibration. And remember, all thoughts and all sentences are vibrations. A word spoken is a sound. Several words together put together as a sentence is a series of sounds that create a meaning or a belief. So then when we think that, we believe it or we have a reaction to it biologically. So a bija mantra, if you're doing it right now, check it out. You'll feel wonderful. Just go sham, kind of sing it. Do it for like, do 10 of them if you can. You'll feel wonderful. And you'll be like, it's almost like there's a different universe out there. So then you also use the example of when we're laying in bed as a child and we convince ourselves that there's a monster under the bed that's going to reach up and grab us. We can literally make ourselves sick. So a word is a vibration. A series of words is a sentence. That sentence becomes a meaning, and then we attach to it as a belief. And those of you that know me personally, you know that I, I swore off all beliefs a number of months ago. I carry no beliefs other than the belief that I carry no beliefs. And I still haven't figured that one out yet. But <laughs> I don't know. There's some, I, I, I test myself on it too. Is that a belief or is it true? But there's a difference between a belief and, and a truth. Osho would talk about beliefs. There's uh, the living person that's somewhat like Osho right now, Sadhguru, if you ever heard of him, he always talks about beliefs. He says, well, why can't you just say you don't know? So there's truth, so not knowing. The belief is made up in between. And so we have the sounds that come from the words that create an energy that becomes a belief, and then it repeats and it manifests into reality. The Bija mantra, let's go with Sham, or even Om. I've read that Om you don't want to do by yourself because it, it, it creates expansiveness and aloneness. So if you're alone, you don't want to be more alone. So you always do Om with other people. But let's stick with Sham. Do it 10 times and tell me you don't feel better. You will feel better because that's a vibration. 
So everything in the universe is a vibration, and it creates matter. Remember, consciousness creates intelligence, intelligence creates energy, and energy creates matter. So if you're messing with matter, like they do in allopathy, you've, you've already missed the, the steps beforehand. You've got to go all the way back and start changing what creates, what creates, what's causation. So Bija mantras change things. Um, the Again, another example I like to use is hypnosis. And one of my favorites is when they took a world-class Olympic weightlifter and they told him that he would not be able to lift the pencil off the desk after he was hypnotized. He literally couldn't lift it off the desk. And there was nothing changing other than his perception. And apparently when they interviewed him the next day, his arm was sore and, and he actually there was physical change and we can create these things or we can get rid of them. So one of the best books that we have them here in the clinic and you get it right on Amazon is psycho cybernetics. And I continually go back to this book and I check myself all the time based on what am I creating in my mind? And, and 99 out of a hundred times, it's not even real. I'm just creating it. And then we get this, uh, this mass type, I have to belong type feeling. And I'll get into that probably next week. But then we feel better when we're in that vibration. And remember, modern medicine is based on Newtonian principles that deals only with matter. The subatomic particle, the atom, is only one billionth matter, meaning we're technically only one billionth matter, that the vibration can be changed. So when... People, and I'm in the camp as a professional, as a holistic doctor, that uh, viruses are a vibration, and viruses and a vibration is passed on to another person the same. It's called entrainment. And the example is when two women live together, their menstrual cycles will sink. Another example is, is what we call um, uh, innate or uh, like when a dog in the spring knows to eat weeds and make itself throw up and rid, rid its body of, of, uh, of toxins. It, nobody tells them to do it. They just know to do it. Why? It's because the vibration changes in the season. It tells the organism, you need to do this. So when you receive a, a vibration that doesn't match what's going on, the universe takes over. So when you're exposed to a vibration and it becomes entrained. And let's say that vibration creates um, uh, uptake, uh, difficulty in uptake of oxygen, a fever, those type of things. That's because that's the way nature's interpreting it. And if you didn't know about it, I would, I would make the bet that if you didn't know about it, it wouldn't happen because you have to remember the multiple personality disorders and the hip, hypnotized people their perception changes. If they don't know, they don't have the same issues. Okay? So psycho-cybernetics, remember the Bija Mantra uh, Sham, and you can start changing how you perceive things. And then next week I'll also, I'm going to write that down. Next week I'm going to get into self-talk. Okay? Because that vibration is stronger than everything else. If something's repeating in your head, that is create okay, okay, let me back up. The Bija mantra, if you try that, if you, let's say you do 10 right now and do it every day for 30 days, eventually you can think sham and you get the exact same reaction. So now if you're saying words that create a string of vibrations and then you attach a meaning and a belief to it, 
All you have to do is think about it, and you get the same physiological change in your body. Your biology changes. Okay? Everything going good on there? Mm -hmm. Is it? A lot of people watching? Mm -hmm. Good. You guys, please share. And I'm trying my best to, to lend a hand to things, and that's another thing that happens. When, when you try to help and it's not mainstream, it knocks the little car out of the rut. And then it's much easier to say, oh, that Jameson guy's nuts than it is to try to say, you know what, maybe my car is stuck in a little rut. Okay? You have so, a question that came in. I got a question that came in. What is it? Is it about the subject? Um, somewhat, yeah. You can say it's about energy. So it's how to wake up with sunrise without feeling stress on the body. Showers and running do not help. How to wake up early and feel good? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first thing would be to go to bed early. <laughs> okay, if it's like trying to stay up till midnight and get up early, that won't work. And then there's also, that's, that's a good question, though. And this would be a very good technique. Wake up. So the ancient texts say asleep within an hour of sundown, and you wake up between one and three hours before sunrise. And there's a word that's like, um, has the word Brahma in it, Brahman. That's a, it's a creation type. Um, it's a word. There's, um, I, th- well, I want to say it's like an hour and 26 minutes before sunrise. It's something like that. And like the American Indians would say, that's when the worlds are closest together. And what that means is that's when you can access universal knowledge and, and vibration at that time. So I would say definitely make sure you're up at least a couple hours before sunrise because you, your definition of, of early may be 8, 8 a.m. You've already missed it. And get, try to get to bed within an hour of sundown, and then don't eat for a few hours before before you lay down, not before you go to sleep, before you lay down, so your body can just can relax and detox. So there's usually something going wrong in a vibration-type nature. Then also remove all elect- electronics from your bedroom, and definitely don't have your Wi-Fi on or your phone on anywhere near you. My Wi-Fi at home turns off with one of those little um, the little things you get for lamps, like when you go out of town, a timer. So it turns off. I, my sons fight me on it. I want to say it turns off at 10 and starts back up at, I think they moved it. It might be 11 and 6 now or something like that, or 11 and 5. So vib- vibration, um, calm vibration, and try to get in, in, try to match nature as best as possible. Is that good? Was there a follow-up to that on there? No. Okay. Handled it. Well, good. Okay. So enough on the vibratory nature of our thoughts, but just remember, and people freak out when I say this, every belief you have is causing a division. So if you carry any beliefs, that means that you've chosen to not accept one thing and accept another versus just saying I'm open. Okay, so when you have a belief, it means you need you have to defend it. And the example I always give is how the moon is very peculiarly, I mean, it just faces us and never rotates, and it perfectly eclipses our sun. doesn't sound like it's natural. There's nothing like that in nature. So some people say, well, I believe this or I believe that. Well, no, just look at the facts. You don't have to believe anything. Uh, anything else come in? All right. So questions that came in for this week, we have, do egg yolks have nutritional benefits? Yes, they do. And um, all that came from Allie, right? I think, yeah, you yeah. sent them over. 
Okay, Allie, yes. And it w- they probably wouldn't be too bad for you either because um, I would suggest it's more uh, beneficial to someone of a vata type. Um, but if you think about pitta, that's where the transformation is taking place. That's where the agni, that's where the change is taking place. Pitta is metabolic. It's change. So it could increase pitta, but it's going to be warming to a vata. Couples, it's just going to clog them. In couples, it's very difficult for them to eat eggs. In fact, most times when I see rheumatoid arthritis cases and they're bigger people, I will say, how many eggs do you eat a week? They're like, ah, three a day. So it's usually eggs are, are a difficult thing to digest. Cuppa has thicker molecules and more mucus is the best way to put it. And if they can't clear their own mucus, how are they going to clear a bird's mucus? Because when you crack open that egg, around I know you asked about the egg yolks, but you also know, Ali, that I go off on tangents, that around the egg yolk is mucus. So you're eating the, the, the transformational process encased or being held by mucus. So you have to look at the benefits. I've started to eat eggs again more as a test because I was uh, having some bowel issues that I wanted to just figure out. And actually, I'm, I'm uh, about every, I'd say, two or three times a week, I'll have three eggs, twice a week, typically. And it's treated me real well. And everyone says, can I eat this? Can I eat that? They always ask. And I'm like, if you're digesting it fine and you're not getting any imbalances and you're eliminating perfectly and you're going to sleep fine and your mood's good, then, then obviously you're assimilating it and digesting it just fine. Okay, second, is it possible to have a pork allergy? Absolutely. It's is and there's psychosomatic type allergies, and there's also physical. So it's very possible. And I'm not even sure I can really expound on that too much. I know that um, uh, people are allergic or have reactions to all kinds of different things. Me personally, someone, if they came in clinically and they wanted me to figure out why, I would want to try to figure out why is really it. Why are they unable to handle that? doesn't mean that everyone, like I don't react very well to cotton candy. And I know that's a terrible example, but if I eat cotton candy, I get sick. Just that pure sugar. But I guess that's pretty easy. (laughs) Or angel foods cake, angel foods, food cake. That's okay. So to improve number three, to improve arthritis, um, Oh, to improve arthritis with a 55-year-old that eats eggs. Is it rheumatoid? If it's rheumatoid, what happens? Okay, since I don't know if it's osteo or rheumatoid or what it is, let's just assume that it's rheumatoid. What happens, remember I talk about lymph and ama and agni all the time. When we have toxic lymph or ama, eventually, as it keeps circulating, the body will eventually say, well, this, this is some sort of pathogen or this is some sort of thing that I can't get rid of. So all allergies are a precursor to an autoimmune disorder. If you have a, um, an arthritic situation and it's coming from, and it's more of an autoimmune nature and you're eating eggs, that's exactly the example I gave, is that the body's starting to say, why am I getting this bird mucus again? I keep getting this bird mucus. I got stuff I need to do myself, but then I keep getting forced this forced to eat this or, or work with this. So the best thing you can do is clear the lymph and then start figuring out what you uh, digest and assimilate real well. My friend Sean Woodruff was in here today for our Monday morning meeting, and he was telling me that since he just did a fast uh, a week or two ago, and he said since the fast, he, he reacts differently to food. 
And I said, well, the thought in my mind is more that since you were more toxic, your body was able to um, build like a homeostasis around it. And now that he cleared those toxins, when they come in, it feels uncomfortable to him. It's the same as a lot of people think they're hypoglycemic. Well, a lot of times it's just candida fungus die-off. So they're feeling that die-off, and it's tricking the microbiome in the gut, which tricks the hormones, which tricks the brain. Okay, number four, do you use recommended oil of oregano? Very strong antibiotic and antiviral, and it, it's a, an immune stimulator. It should only be used in cases when you want to stimulate the um, your immunity. You wouldn't want to take it every day because every time you take an immune stimulator, you're actually, let's say here's your immunity, you're stimulating it up, but it never gets quite back to the high water mark. So you want to maintain your immunity through immunomodulators like ashwagandha is a very good one. But oil of oregano, keep that around. What, no, something? we had a question come in about Okay. Oil of oregano is more to stimulate, I would say, if you an, an onset, like you have something that's coming on. And along with it, if you're starting to feel like you're getting a cold or something like that, is aconite. Aconite, a homeopathic um, preparation, very good, very strong right there. If you if you were to take aconite, oil of oregano, and and silver, you're probably going to be pretty darn good. So the question came in. How useful is ginger tea? Ginger tea? Mm -hmm. How useful is it? It's considered... Ginger tea is considered universal medicine in Ayurveda. should use it. In fact, that's what we're all drinking. All of us sitting here right now are drinking our ginger tea every day. In fact, we it's, it's a habit amongst people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I make it every morning. It's part of my routine now. Make, uh, they make it at home, make it here, everywhere I go. In fact, uh, the other office where I go every day, we have a tea kettle. We drink it there. So it's I can sit here and go on for an hour about ginger tea and ghee. Those two things, if you look up ginger tea and ghee, get those in your diet because they're very beneficial for digestion, elimination, balance, you name it. And one of the best things about both those, ginger tea and ghee, is that it's sattvic. And that means when you ingest it, it's bringing in information. It's bringing in purity from the universe. So... Uh, more than just the chemical components. See, that's going back to our programming conditioning. We think of it, well, it's this, 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 and we start talking about the chemical components, but there's things in the Newtonian view that aren't addressed, and that's the vibratory nature, the healing nature of the universe. And see, you ask a question, I start going off on a tangent. The um, When... Russia's done a number of studies with pyramids, and it's the shape of the pyramid and somewhat the uh, uh, material is used, but they're not giant brick ones. They're actually wooden pyramid structure, and there's, a, there's a definitely a structure to how, uh, what would that be? What's that called when you, the uh, format in which, which it's built. But people will sit underneath those, and they've had all kinds of changes in health. Disease is going away, different healths, uh, health issues um, pacified, and they've even put rocks under them, drawn in the sattvic nature of the universe into the rocks and spread them around violent uh, criminal cell blocks and had fantastic results. In fact, I read an account where they did it so often to this one violent um, cell block in a prison. Within, I think it was a year, the cell block was empty. All the guys had transferred out and had calmed down. But 
the most uh, the most unique thing that's really neat that I I read about was when one of them one of the pyramids they found these little white flowers growing under there under the pyramid and when they tested it the the white flower had been extinct for two million years on Earth so there were no seeds there was no replicas there there's no way to replicate it is what I'm getting at. So the vibratory nature of the universe created matter. And so when, when we think of um, ingesting natural foods and herbs, we're also bringing in intelligence, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. My hands and feet are always cold. Any recommendations to help? Yeah, put on gloves and socks. No. Uh, it matters. Okay, it matters what type of person. If you're a pitta more like me, that means my central nervous system is really cranked up, that I'm, I'm processing something, I'm working on something. Like right now I'm talking, so my finger's a little bit more cold than usual. If it's continual and you're very slender, um, constipated, and it's more vata-related, vata then that would be you would want warming-type foods, and you would want ghee, and you'd want oil. So it depends on what the person is like, what they're made up of. What is it? Uh, are they more prone to a cup of disturbance, a pitta, or a vata? And number six is reading right before bed. Okay, a lot of people say no. I would say, uh, and in Ayurveda, they, it's even stated somewhere, or I've heard it in India. But then again, those, a lot of those Indian professors are about the most unhealthy people I've ever met. So I don't really buy into everything they say if it's not in ancient texts. <clears throat> if it's calming and it helps you fall asleep, then I wouldn't uh, think anything of it. There's something with your higher self that if you're giving a suggestion before you go to sleep, that it could change that. So it's probably a good idea to make it a little bit more friendly and happy. But uh, I'm not an expert on that at all. If it works and you're falling asleep and you're getting up and you're having a bowel movement, you're doing a heck of a lot better than 90% of the people out there. I love taking baths. Is it okay to take them daily or is that too much? No, it's great. And even, you know, talking about ginger, you can um, grate ginger root and put it in a sock and tie it and put it in your bath. And that's a real good way to get that the benefits of ginger in through your skin. What, have you tried it? No, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Do you think tattoos affect your health? Ah, now this is getting into my opinion. Remember, I have no beliefs, so this isn't a belief. This is an opinion. I sure the heck wouldn't want a goddamn needle to poke me 100,000 times. So, and I have nothing behind this basis, but I wonder how many people that have more of a vata disturbance like tattoos. And I don't know because think about it. It's it's producing a vibration, and then I don't even know if now that image, if the vibration of that image is affected. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I sure the heck don't want one, tell you that much. But then again, what if you get one of Ganesha on, on your back? I don't know. Maybe it produces something there. But I, I, what, I doubt we'll ever get that study, but I would like to know which dominant dosha gets the most tattoos. I'm, I put my vote in for Vata because... When you're disturbed, if one of the doshas are disturbed, you're usually drawn to that. Like if a cup of person is is uh, disturbed, they're going to be more inert. They're going to they're going to pull back. Vata is going to start moving around and become a little bit more chaotic. And Pitta gets angry and tries to trans trans uh, transform things. So I don't know. 
It's a good question. But anything else for all in, guys? Well, thank you so much for watching today. I'm doing my best to get out information that helps you. I hope it does. Uh, I'm trying not to be the political guy and sit here and keep repeating that we've been lied to and that this is basically a hoax. But I know that if there's somewhere in the world where people haven't heard of this, I'm pretty darn sure it's not going to happen. Okay? So please share this. Please pass it around. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of that McAfee or McAfee guy. You know the guy, the the uh, computer protection. The guy's pretty outspoken. I'm not a Twitter guy, but my friend showed me uh, some of his stuff. He puts up all kinds of crazy statistics. One one of my favorites was that he was saying that there's 135 nations in the world, and that um, apparently we're the are, we're the only ones in the United States that have a has a government that doesn't lie because we're believing these statistics that just don't really add up. So go back to changing your perception, changing your neuroplasticity, look up cybernetics, repeat a Bija mantra, get out of the mess, forget about all the programming, admit that you're carrying beliefs, admit that you're carrying uh, words and sentences that are creating action in your mind, admit that you're protecting them, that you defend them, and then start moving forward. Start moving out of them. That's where you're going to find more happiness. And uh, that's about it, guys. Anything else? We're all good? Okay. I'm going to sign off now. This is David Jameson, Doctor of Natural Medicine, Blue Lotus Healing Center, Blog Talk Radio, Dr. Truth. Please share this. Please pass it around. And I will see you next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.